Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 297. My name is Brando, and today is going to be another review episode. We're going to talk about Bottle Rock, Napa. We're going to talk to a whole group of people that were there. But I think it's interesting that, you know what? I probably should have tested this before also the podcast. Can you hear this? Can you hear this? I got the name of the band. And I know all I'm going to say is just give me 10 seconds. Do you hear that at all? Savage Animal. All right. So you heard Sebastian Bach talking about Savage Animal. Okay. that's See, that's my test. Sometimes some people test music. I have a a Sebastian Bach uh, quote always ready to go to test the audio. So uh, the reason I'm testing the audio is not only this is going to be a, a review episode. Fans. It's, 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 a, it's a really hard to listen to soundbite. It's really cheesy, but I, I'm used to being in a studio with all like my soundboard in front of me. But now I have like a, an application thing that I'm pressing. Maybe I won't go too crazy on the soundbites today. So anyway, all that aside. Uh, today, as before we go to Bottle Rock Napa, we have four people to introduce ourselves to. Uh, they're all part of a band, Velvet Chain, right? Yeah, that's right. So Velvet Chain. So we got Jerry in the Nirvana shirt. All right, he's giving the peace sign. Oh. Now he says hello, because there will also be people listening to this in the podcast. I do my best to navigate also, since this is all up in Zoom, as well, my YouTube channel. Because people... in they consume their entertainment a lot of different ways now. So I try to do a video. I try to do a podcast, but sometimes you got to remember people can't right. see it. Right. Just nodding is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guys, you're nodding. Sorry. I had like a wave of all the rats right there. Uh, and in the velvet revolver shirt, we have Lohan. Yes. I am the lead guitar of this band. Okay, cool. My Velvet Revolver shirt is too small on me now. I have too small on me. I just bought a kid's shirt at the, uh, the GNR show the other day. So what does that tell you? The, the Velvet Revolver shirt is too small on me. It bums me out. So I'm happy you're rocking it. Uh, Niels, I'm going to get to you last since you're the guy who brought this all together. Uh, then we have Noel all the way to my right, correct? Yep, correct. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, okay. how are you? And then now... We know Niels, not Niles, as I've been reading the entire time on social media and, and just an, another great AFD show listener who's uh, this particular instance hitting me up on Facebook, wanting to not just do a, a fan obsession, talk about his, his band and all the GNR connections he has, but all the shows he's been on. And I've been getting so many great reviews about the review shows, which is kind of interesting. So before we continue, shout out to uh, diehard Tom McLean, who's a, uh, small town, famous wrestler. He, he just wrote, uh, not going to lie. He wrote this today. I had no plan on making the two hour drive to see Guns N' Roses in Indianapolis since they are going to be in Columbus in two weeks. However, after listening to the AFD podcast, our concert review shows, I'm going to both possibly Chicago too. 
Thanks, Brando. And uh, you're welcome, Guns N' Roses, for making you more money. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I appreciate all you guys um, coming in. Feel free, as I told you off the air, since it's like it's all four of you in one Zoom together. Cut me off. Cut each other off. We're all we're all here to hang out. That's kind of how the the dealio is here. I'll try not to say dealio too much either. Uh, <laughs> I'm Here's trying. To- Here's the dealio. Uh, I'm I'm going back, Niles. No, come on, man. You know, Niles. I mean, I, I, you want to know how far back we're going? So, Neil. But see, I'm not familiar with. I, I don't. I know another Niels. But your last name, as you called me a fellow tribesman, as I'm going up your. We've been working on this since May to do something together. That's true. So I appreciate yeah. you know you staying in contact, and this happens to a lot of listeners, a lot of guests. Sometimes it's not the right time, and. Maybe you need to remind me. I need to remind you, but we're making it happen. Uh, you wrote, uh, love your show from my fellow tribesmen because I recognized Goldschmidt. So I, I think of Niels is too cool of a name. You look like a Niels. You don't look like, I, I, I look like a Goldschmidt, you know, that's, I'm a Weissler accent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so are you guys all from the same area? I'm uh, from being from in the same band. Is that, a, is that a, an assumption I should be making? No, actually, um, we are uh, multicultural and geographically separated for the most part. I'm the lead singer, and I'm from Delaware, East Coast, near New York, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, or New Jersey, right? Delaware, the the, the most the thing I associate okay. most with Delaware is you said Delaware, right? Delaware. Delaware. Right, that's Wayne's World. Never mind. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was like maybe another Delaware. I'm thinking of. But yeah, it's Delaware. <laughs> Speaking of Wayne's World references, hi. I mean, I don't know. Right, yeah. Right. Is anything else there but a screen door factory? So no. I, I get it. Yeah. You have to teach me maybe more about Delaware. Other sometimes, than- sometimes our current president goes there and clogs traffic up. <laughs> <laughs> I know about that being a New Yorker. So I. I mean, it's a few hours away, but I have yet to be to go to Delaware. Yeah, yeah. and um, everybody else is from somewhere else. You guys can tell them if you want. I am from Brazil. Cool. Yeah. You, I'm from uh, East Coast, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I'm born and raised in Chile, South America. I've been here 20 years, though. Wow. What, so what a hybrid. So we got yeah. Delaware. <laughs> it's just not as well. We got Delaware and uh, and Erie. Yeah, that's the, close. That's close. Yeah, that is. But then we got you know the extravagance of Brazil and, yeah. and Chile. You know, so I don't. I don't know. Are, you, are we bringing? It's. It's. I don't know. That's an interesting combination. So maybe, um, you know, I want to save your story a little bit because as I said, it's going to be a review episode. So I want to. I, I got to be a producer. I'm only a one man band here. So I want people to get, get to know you a little bit. So now we know a little bit. Velvet Chain, you guys are from different areas of the world. Probably Chains. Plural, Velvet Chains. Velvet Chains. Okay, let me forgive me. Velvet Chains. I think I mis, uh, said, I, I missed, I didn't say it right the first time, and you didn't correct me. So I thought I was, I was wrong. My bad. I wasn't sure if I heard Chain or Chains. My bad. <laughs> so Velvet Chains. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You got it right. Uh, so Velvet Chains from from all over the different parts of the United States, different parts of the world, uh, all in this really cool band that are working with Guns N' Roses members. 
or former Guns N' Roses members. Well, both. Yeah, both, right? Because I there's Richard Fortas ties, there's Bumblefoot ties. So there are some teasers. No Bumblefoot ties? No Bumblefoot ties. We got the Mike Squires and the Jeff Rouse ties and uh, the Cat Metzola tie and the Bar tie. We got, we got a few. It's, yeah. like, it's like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's the six degrees of GNR bacon, which is what the yeah, GNR bacon. <laughs> and, and also what it is, and forgive me, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, uh, I haven't killed a, a brain cell or two over the years, but I've been getting an, it's like an influx, which is the truth of messages of people wanting to do reviews. So as I'm going through yours, Niels, I'm reading Corey, who wants to do the indie show tonight. I'm reading, I'm reading other people. So I'm like, reading wrong information. So like I said, I'm a one man band playing his own terrible sound effects. So we got, now we know. So we figured these things out early on together. Velvet Chains, no Bumblefoot. Mike Squires, who also does the theme song of this podcast on the podcast. That's right. On the audio side. Love Mike Squires. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of different connections that you guys have going to the show. So actually that brings a unique perspective Going to a show, I'm sure you all were fans of the band before meeting any of these people you would work with. But now you know them. Now you see Richard Fortas up on stage. So I, I don't know. Tell me about that that day. I, I, I'm not a, a West Coast person. I've never been there. Um, can you kind of describe, you know, did you all meet up there? Did you pregame somewhere else? Like if you can... You know, does the lead singer want to take the lead on this? Like, who who wants to kind of take off the? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, so we um, we left Las Vegas on a Wednesday, and uh, we flew out to Los Angeles to do some songwriting with Drew Lawrence, who's a, a great songwriter. And then we actually Nils surprised us. He didn't tell us what was going on, and we flew to um, Oakland, and we drove to Napa Valley. Uh, you know, wine country. It's it's it was gorgeous. So it was an outdoor festival, and there were how many people were there? Hundred twenty thousand. Um. So, but so we spent the whole day there. What time did they go in? Like seven thirty eight. We were there like at 10, eleven. So like we had free booze and free food, VIP everywhere we went. Um. Yeah. So it was just a great, great day out in the sunshine. It was beautiful, and of course, um, we squirmed up to the front that um right in front of slash when guns and roses started and five feet from everybody it was, it was pretty phenomenal you guys managed what, what did you like hold the hands and all managed to get up front together is, yeah. that, how you, is that how you do it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a link a link <laughs> that's a that's a good band uh, you know mentality right there let's go, let's go back a little bit because i i know you're your velvet chains and i i'm gonna we're going to do it kind of intertwine, you know, learning about you and also the show review where it overlaps and makes sense. You know, have you played shows where there are a lot of people? Because for many that listen to the podcast and talk about the Guns N' Roses shows, these are our first shows since the pandemic. And I mean, I haven't been to a festival. The last festival I was at was Austin City Limits prior to, you know, so it's kind of hard to imagine that. Or did it seem like nothing changed what was the the atmosphere i guess being at a festival and you know while the, the in the midst of a apocalypse if you know what i mean yeah, you know I've, I've been to many festivals before and it's always an amazing experience but seeing that many people together again after what we've all been through and the whole covid experience it just 
it made me so happy to be able to be there. And I think everybody was just extra, extra happy and extra good moods. It was just the, you know, the good old festival mood. And it was just wonderful to be there again. Well, that's cool. Cause you, you, ne- you never know. It's like at the beginning, it's like, can I, can I do this? Is this okay? And I think people forget. Um, were there people still wearing? I know it's 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 a whole other debate, but were there still fans walking around in masks? Were there any sort of COVID protocols? There was, yeah. I mean, there was a couple people running around in masks, but it being an outdoor festival, once sure. you got in, it was kind of everyone took the mask off and just enjoyed themselves. They're definitely checking vaccine cards in the way in, though. You had to have like a picture of your card or the actual card with you, and then they let you in, or I think a negative test or something. So they were they were definitely doing that. Okay, okay, that that's interesting. See, and not every place does that. At the early GNR shows I was at, despite you know, even though I am vaccinated, um, there was no requirement other than just going through a metal detector, and people are just thinking that I have a, a sword cane because I walk with a cane. Uh, I do have a sword cane, but I don't usually. As you it. should, as you should. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it has like a beast head on it. It's too obvious. You know? <laughs> no, I, I have an actual cane because I need it, not because it's a, a secret weapon. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe one day, one day. So yeah. that's cool. So, what other bands did you go to see? Because we'll get to the GNR experience, and of course, the big. You know, there are big events there with within GNR with Dave Grohl and Pink and. Uh, them going three minutes over, but I, I want to hear if there were any notable acts or events that happened, you know, since it's a whole festival, it's not just GNR. Yeah. I, we also saw Port- Portugal, the man, that was kind of cool, but you know, more than that, I was super excited to see St. Electric, which is, as you know, London Hudson's uh, band and they killed it, man. They were, they were great. And I also found uh, in the audience, I saw Perla, his mom, and I went up to her and I said, hey, let's take a picture together. So, no, it was great. They sounded amazing. So really enjoyed that. Cool. I'm glad you brought them up. We'll see if, I mean, I would like to think uh, I'll get them on the show, St. Electric, because I've had previous versions of Nico in London, you know, Classes Act and then Suspect 208. You know, I still chat every now and then with, uh, with Nico to Instagram, but... It's very cool. I've been watching. I follow them on on Instagram and what they're doing, and it's good to see Slash's uh you know young kid out there doing what he loves, just like his dad playing playing drums, and you know parents out there supporting him. So very cool. Um, so when we go to GNR, I guess let's go down the line with because this has kind of come up uh, a theme with these review shows. How many shows have you been to, and kind of where does this show rank for you? And because it, it kind of it helps with your perspective, I guess. It kind of helps. It, it plays a part in your perspective. So, like, Jerry, how many shows have you been to Guns N' Roses Wise? I've been to three. Three? Okay. Uh, one in 2019 here in Vegas in the theater. And uh, that was that was really good. There was, uh, I don't know, I almost got seizures from the light shows, but I, I, I managed to get through it. It was, it was pretty intense. And they sounded awesome. It was totally, I mean, Axel's voice is that dude's a rock god. It's it's not even funny. Um, and then uh, we saw them, I don't know, maybe less than two weeks ago here in Vegas. And uh, that was awesome as well. Sound everything sounded perfect. We actually had Sebastian Bach standing behind us for for um, for most of the show. <laughs> and it was hard not to turn around and be a fanboy. We had to respect his space. But um, mm-hmm. just to have him right behind us as a fan himself was just 
completely amazing. But yeah, the, everything sounds good. I mean, it's just it's like a near it's it's a perfect experience. However, this last show, <laughs> we were five feet from them, five feet. So it's like we got to be like the people that were like that they could see. You know, I'm poor them. We were screaming all their names when they got near us. <laughs> it was great, you know. That was uh to add to that, that was pretty funny because when Duff came over to the slash side, I was wearing a, a couch riffs hat, which is a Mike Squire show, right? And uh, a sub pop t-shirt. I can see Duff looking at my hat on my t-shirt, being like, wait, do I know this guy? Like, what's up with that dude? So that was cool though. That, that was great. Yeah, all those uh, those subtle references, and yeah, he's been on couch trips. I think he was one of the first guests. I said to before Squires did that official podcast when he had Duff on. I'm like, you should do this with all your rock star friends, and he's been doing it, which has just been uh, very cool. And yeah, I don't blame you, Jerry, for not bumping into Sebastian and being like, I remember you. Well, no, that's funny. Good reference. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I actually, I was two fisting festival uh concert beers and i had to do something so i put them on my folding chair and this is right at, this is right as like the before they come out they have this awesome animation thing going on and one of them fell over and i'm pretty sure it landed on his cowboy boots and i turned around and apologize and he, he was more annoyed that i was interrupting him watching the show he was just like dude it's cool it's cool it's cool and i was like well, i just spilled beer on sebastian's box it was great <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell that story to your grandkids. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we got Lohan. Are you, uh, how many shows have you been to? And does that um, include the revolver? Is that actually a, a show shirt? I'm out of curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to a Velvet Revolver, but um, okay. I've been four times to Guns N' Roses concert. My first time was in Brazil, actually. And it was in 2016. Man, it was unbelievable. The energy. No, it was not in Rock and Roll. It was in Sao Paulo. Well, the energy was the whole stadium like, I think it was 60,000 people there. It was unbelievable. I still remember the day, but every time I go, it's like my first time. It's fucking awesome. I can't imagine though, I, and I think once I get the means, I would love to see a Guns N' Roses show, let alone any rock show in Brazil. The oh, fans yeah. are just, they just seem next level. They really do of just passion and just i i don't know if i've ever been to a show that can compare to that crowd wise just from what i see so i mean i can't have all the shows how can anything compare to that i guess i'll I'll ask that at the end of this bottle rock thing but i i guess can't imagine anything compared to just that amount of people with that amount of passion for even for the gnr days where it was axel and you know ashba and, and it wasn't necessarily the reunion just the passion those you know, the brazilian fans have are is actually been quite impressive at times to be honest with you yeah no it's different man it's totally different but uh i mean you can feel the energy in brazil so like it's better because you enjoy with a lot of people around you but if you want to enjoy the show here's better because i don't know you you have more space people people here around so you can really enjoy the show but in Brazil, you enjoy the show with everybody around you. Mm. All right. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but okay. I, miss, I, I miss that feeling. It's good. Okay. Then, uh, Noel, how many shows uh, have you been to GNR-wise or, you know, GNR-based? Uh, 
Little Rock, Little Rock Page Five. Okay. Uh, all other GNR shows were all in Vegas, but the whole Bottle Rock VIP experience was one of the most amazing things. And being what five feet from Slash and all the guys in Guns N' Roses, that was a whole nother experience. Uh, at one point, like the whole band was just jumping up and down and Duff came over and kind of saw our energy and Duff started jumping up and down with us. And there's no better feeling than being able to connect with those guys when they're playing on stage like that. That's cool. So were you in position all in That's position awesome. when, cause you're aware of when GNR goes on now, not everyone is you had practice in in Vegas because there I've heard from multiple people that, you know, it's so easy comes on and they're, you know, still at the concession, uh, you know, they're getting their hot dog and beer. They're like, what? I thought they weren't on for another three hours. <laughs> it's not guns or roses anymore. So you were all up against the barricade or as close as you can once, you know, in preparation, once, uh, you know, the, the, who, the, who was the previous band, I guess was it since it was, since it was a festival. Portugal the demand. So we okay. made our way up, up to the, you know, the front rail when Portugal, the man was playing and we watched pretty much their whole whole set. And I think GNR went on, what, like about an hour, hour and a half after that. And we just, we stayed put in our spot waiting for them to come on. Were there a lot of people just, just came into my head that left Portugal to man, like that, that gave you the, the ability to move up? I'm just curious because the fan like demographic, because maybe they're younger, they're more hipstery. Uh, Portugal, you know, even though I think they have some good songs, I'm just curious if it was, if it stayed packed for GNR or there was like a switch of the guards, if you know what I'm saying. Let, let me jump in on that one. Um, it, it kind of worked out cause we had these like platinum VIP tickets. So half of the stage, like the rail against the stage was reserved for platinum VIP. And every time a band would switch, most of the platinum VIPs would go back in and get more drinks and food. So it was pretty easy to get up front. If you look at general admission, there was definitely people there from 11 a.m. parked, not moving for the next, what, eight hours and nine hours. But we were lucky enough that we actually went there an hour, hour and a half before the show started, Guns N' Roses started. And uh, we actually, at one point after Portugal, the man was finished, we're like, man, we could have just gone and come back, like gone to the bathroom. Like it was pretty sweet. But once GNR was up, it was definitely packed back to that area too. So yeah, we were lucky we got those. Cool. So then what were some of the highlights before, uh, for you all? Uh, and, and this is before we go to pink with patience before we go to uh, Dave girl with, uh, with paradise city. And before the, the sound gets cut off, because those are, we, we want to maybe go a little bit more in depth with that. Any, any highlights like song favorites? What was it like to hear absurd live? Um, anyone who wants to chime in on, on, on those. Absurd is awesome. Live Axel sounds amazing singing that song and the whole face, the whole, you know, the music, music video background thing. That's awesome to see. It's a, yeah. I I looked at that Medusa looking zombie thing. It's pretty wild. Yeah. You got to imagine slash had a hand in, in, in that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, you just look at that, and it just looks like something he would post on his Instagram. So I, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so any, what are your, any, what other highlights or absurd uh, comments before we get to the, you know, the end of the show, which was interesting. 
For me, uh, Double Talk and Jive is one of my favorites when they play that. So definitely enjoy that. And you can tell a lot of the audience doesn't really know that song or they're not familiar with it. But uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Love that that tune. Mine too. And so how was the, that kind of go, relates back to my, my question about Portugal, the man, you know, it's not a Guns N' Roses show where, where, you know, everyone bought their ticket to see Guns N' Roses. They'll see other bands. Maybe they're, oh, it's cool. We're going to see Guns N' Roses, but they would have went anyway uh, to Bottle Rock for the Foo Fighters or for, or for Pink or something like that. Um, what was the crowd like? Was there a good mix of, of people, old, young, green, yellow? Like what kind of people were there? I mean, I know you guys are all mixed. You know, you have to- all of the above. Okay. <laughs> all mixed people. Okay, I'm just curious if it was just yeah. biker dudes or if it was. Uh, uh, I, I personally felt like everybody that was there to see Portugal, the man, was just excited to see Guns N' Roses. I think the same amount of people pretty much were in the audience for Portugal, the man, as Guns N' Roses, pretty much. Maybe some more people showed up in the way in the back, but. Um, just people are there just to enjoy music once again. So, thank you. Yeah, right on. That's been definitely a theme where it's just been interesting where not everything sells out because it's still very, you know, this this world is kind of unpredictable and and, and not everybody has the money because of this, uh, the world that we're living in. But people are just so excited, not just for Guns N' Roses, but just to go back and to enjoy a live event. So um, that's why I, I definitely I appreciate you guys coming on to be able to talk about this festival because this is the, the first festival. You're helping me relive my first festival. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was my first festival ever. Okay. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> so that, Austin City Limits was my first too. So I kind of understand what you're... That's why I want to get the picture painted as well as possible. And especially in this um, in this world that I know how cliche can I been can I be unpredictable and uh, you know no, not normal whatever I, cliche you can say uh, so let, I guess then let's go to unless anyone else wants to talk about their favorite song I want to make sure I don't leave any, anybody out does, does uh, anyone... for me was the, the, the first song it's so easy I like I always like the first song because the first chorus the first First voice line for for me, it's always the the best time to show because it's it's a surprise. Do you like? Um, I mean, I, I just think the the actual fact that Axel singing Slither from Velvet Revolver is like how did that happen? And Slash is playing, you know, Madagascar, you know, or playing Silkworms, which is now absurd at Glow. But I was curious, what do you think about uh, Mr. Velvet Revolver shirt? Do you like uh, Slither? How oh yeah. That- we play that song every time, every gig. I love that song. Right on. Did I ask what you you play, Lohan? Did I ask? Uh, I don't know, but I play lead guitar. I did not ask that because I think I just got the. Of course, the lead singer was saying, "I'm the lead singer." He didn't. I don't think he uh, introduced. He wasn't like Axel. We got uh, you know, Mr. Dizzy Reed. Uh, so then, Niels, what do you play? Yeah, I'm the bass player. <laughs> okay, and then we got you. You play drums then. I'm the drummer. Yep. Nice. Okay. Now I, sh- I I clearly didn't ask that before. So we're learning as we're going. I, I like this. This is the professionalism that I bring. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> 300 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> so it was first. It was the sh- I think it was both encores, uh, songs in the encore. Right. The show was over, or they you know, the you know 
fucking night and after whatever night train or something and they come back on for patience correct i think I'm, I'm trying to do this from memory and not looking at a again my professionalism is questionable not looking at a set list but they i believe they came back on with patience and then pain came out of nowhere right or well, where were you guys for for that yeah that was super unexpected we were definitely there and uh you know, they're done and we know they're coming back out. Right. But so right. they start playing patience and then towards the end of the song or the middle of the song, that's when a uh, pink shows up and everybody's like, Oh wow. We didn't expect that. Like why didn't you show up earlier? You know, but uh, it sounded great. And then right after that, yeah. Dave Grohl with uh, uh, paradise city. So that was, that was awesome. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to see actually, I think the lithograph is in my, or my top left shoulder that I got from Madison Square Garden, I think it was almost six years, five years ago to the date, I want to say, uh, that they played Madison Square Garden and Pink came out. My, I show pictures. She looks like a little pink ant from my, my phone. But it was still awesome that she came out at the end of Patience, and I thought that was phenomenal. I'm a fan of hers anyway. And right. it, you know, I have a great voice, and the fact that she did it again, it got me thinking. Maybe if you guys have an opinion... I would, I would support a record. I mean, yeah, anything recorded Guns N' Roses new, I think, yeah, we all want it. That's it goes without saying. But with Pink and this age of duets, I think a, I would love to hear some sort of collaboration with uh, Axel and Pink, uh, either recorded, or why can't he show up at one of her shows and sing? You know, let's get the party started or something like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> why not? You know, surprisingly, their voices work very well together. Right. They they really do. So with that, with how is everyone's reaction? It was just um, overwhelmingly, you know, wow, it's pink. And I, I agree with you Did you kind of wish she sang the whole song. Yeah, of, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted more from her. That's for sure. I wish it wasn't just the end of patience. I think I wish they would do the whole song together. I would love to hear them record that, like you said. But as soon as he, you know, he just said, ladies and gentlemen, pink. And she came out and I know I instantly started jumping up and down yelling, pink. We were all super excited. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, definitely a fan of hers. Sorry. Did someone just pop in like is here? No. Okay. That's voice. Okay. It's voices. Yeah. We're just going like that. We're just popping <laughs> our heads back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm getting old. And I guess I was trying to avoid saying this. Because I'm just not the kind of person, but because since we're talking about pink and since we're, I'm hearing things and getting older, I had no idea until today that I share a birthday with pink. Oh, wow. Nice. So happy birthday, pink. So let's wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday, pink. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that we also share a birthday. So it's the pink, not uh, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Also September 8th. You remember JTT from Home Improvement? Oh, yeah. Wait, your birthday is oh, today? today? <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, right. yeah, happy well, birthday. Happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. And, and it's also Jay Weinberg's birthday from Slipknot. Yeah, so my uh, my fiance, she's coming in from Seattle tonight. So I'm going to pick her up. And she, but although, oh no, I finished the actual, I almost finished the cake. She did Grubhub to me this morning, cake uh, and cookies. This person comes to the door, like the door. Like, did you order food? And I, I don't know. I'm neurotic. I'm like, no, I didn't order anything. This isn't you. And it has her name on it and says like, no, cookies and cake. I'm like, oh, okay. That was a nice surprise. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, doing this podcast. So it's, uh, yeah. So happy birthday, Pink. Yeah, right. Uh, so then with that ended, when did Dave Grohl come out? At the beginning of it? I, I, I don't think I've watched the full performance yet. Right away? Yeah, right away. He was, he was there for the whole song. Okay, so everyone lose their shit and kind of how I wasn't there. You got to help me paint. I personally lost my shit. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the drummer side of me was super excited to see Dave Grohl in person. I've never seen the Foo Fighters before. So I was, I was beyond excited when they said Dave Grohl was coming out. It's interesting that he just, and I say just plays guitar with them. Like, I don't, did he sing any sort of backing vocals other than he was. at some point, at one point, um, he and Duff and um, Slash were at the same microphone. I, I'm pretty sure I grabbed my camera and tried it. I might've yeah. missed the moment, but I tried to get my camera. I was like, that's pretty magical right there. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, then we got to get to the big moment. It's really funny when you think about, look, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 38 today. By the way, I have to say this, and I know I'm changing the lyrics a little bit just to conform to me. Old, uh, was it uh, old at heart? But I'm only 38. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, speaking of, you asked earlier about highlights. Yeah, I, it's strange that I, it's probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song because it just takes you on a complete journey, doesn't it? Um, and I even took like maybe like a 20 second. Um, video of just one part of the solo like an interlude that's and slash again was five feet from me uh, i was just like thinking just remember this moment you know it was beautiful i think those are yeah is to remember those moments and it's, i think it's fine that you miss it on camera because everyone says and you know i'm in that weird 38 where i'm not uh i'm sorry i'm not a millennial not that there's anything wrong with that but i'm not just the the stereotype of a millennial nor am i a stereotype of a uh gen x or any of the stereotypes i'm a stereotype of just me so i'm like right in in the middle of understanding what you're talking about hey, i recently heard the term geriatric millennial so yeah that's I guess i'm in that one too man i think we're, we're in there together <laughs> I, whatever whatever it is but i had uh hold on i'm trying to Lost. I lost my thought. I'm not going to see. Here's the the age thing. I lost my thought. My train of thought with all of this. Where were, where were we just now? Just talking about talking about Dave Grohl. I know. We're, we're talking about Dave Grohl. I'm not completely lost. We're talking about Dave Grohl. We're talking about why he only plays. Well, he, he did. He said he did backing vocals. He said he. Uh, it would be my. I don't know if they can switch out drums or have like a second for him. Just like a, another second drum kit for him just to jump on. Or anything like that. Um, well, whatever the thought is, it is gone. And I will blame that on being all that hard for only 38. Uh, <laughs> I'll listen back on this and everyone can just yell at me and everything like that. Uh, so let's let's go to the the part where it just blew up and it, and it went viral. Oh, see, it came back. It came back. See, I remember a day, even though I'm 38, that there was no social media. I remember Oregon Trail. I remember the, the, the life of just pre everything at your fingertips. What if, just think about it. Guns N' Roses in 1991, 92, missed shows, late, broke curfew. I mean, it would just, 
the internet would would literally explode. Everyone says like, oh, they break the internet. No, that I think that would break the internet. Doug Goldstein, he still he calls them the uh, the gold the CNN band because they were on CNN every night. <laughs> so point point being, so Guns N' Roses was three minutes late, three minutes late, and it just blew up the internet. It just it was just on every you know news site you can possibly read about. And I and I get cutting the sound is a big story, but it's just very funny how it just brings up the same old Axel jokes about being late and none of which were, were true. Uh, so tell me, I don't know, can you kind of guide me through each one of like what through, what through your mind? Did you all look collectively at each other when the sound went off? Since you were so close, did you even notice? Tell me when the sound was cut off with a few minutes left to go. Oh, it was obvious. It was obvious. Um, it, was, it wasn't obvious if they knew or not, though. I mean, if they did know, they were professional and kept going. But uh, I think the best part about it was the audience picked. We just took over on the vocals. Almost everybody in the place just sang. And I think it, it, it turned, um, you know, it, it just worked as, as a beautiful experience turning shit into something beautiful, you know, but I mean, I don't know how they thought about it when they got off stage. So. <laughs> yeah. Like Jerry said though, I don't even know if they knew that like our sound was cut off at first. I was like, something blew up. I was like, what the heck happened? You know, I didn't know about the whole 10 o'clock sound curfew thing. And, uh, they all, I mean, nobody on stage missed a beat. They all just rocked their way right through it. Was that a so that was not a known thing? Because early on, with all the COVID rules and, and people complaining maybe about Guns N' Roses not doing their usual three and a half hour set list, why they're going on early, all these venues are really it's it's that time ordinance. Wherever you are, and it varies from state to state. So was it you said that you didn't uh Noel, that you didn't know about the time ordinance. Did other people around you kind of, did it start to click for other people? I think it slowly started to click, click with people. I mean, I know like it said they were on till 10 PM, but I don't think anybody expected right at 10 PM halfway through that last song for everything to be cut off like that. Also, we're from Las Vegas or we live here. So for us, it's like 10 o'clock. The night's just starting, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's happening here. So kind of lame. <laughs> Right. Right. And watching the clips of that, I don't know if they knew at least Axel, because it just didn't seem like he noticed, Like he just kept going. Have they have any of your monitors in? Then something must have happened. Like he must have noticed at some point and maybe noticing the crowd reacting the way that it did. And I think that you mentioned before, uh, Jerry, that it's, it's kind of turning, you know, a shit moment into this great moment where it's kind of, it's like a bond bonding moment between a fan with, between the fans and the band yep. out of nowhere, you know, no one's, I mean, was anyone booing? It, I, I didn't get any of that. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. By that point for the last song, I had gone back to the, the suite that we had uh, on kind of like the sidelines. It's part of the VIP thing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was just watching it a little bit from a distance from, from up high and then when the sun cut out, they were still there. And I was over there in the suite. And when the sound cut out, people started booing. You could hear it. But then you could also hear this faint music coming from the stage. And obviously, you couldn't hear their monitors. But you could hear some faint music. So it kind of makes sense that they probably didn't know and the gist of it. 
But uh, the crowd did start booing in the beginning, but very quickly they're like, okay, no point in booing. Let's go and let's sing this song. So, yeah, there was a little bit of that for a moment. Interesting. It, it reminds me of sometimes what you, you might see a singer before a sporting event with the national anthem. You've seen sometimes they get nervous or their mic cuts out and this, the whole arena starts singing along with them. You know, I, I understand Paradise City is maybe not on the same level as our national anthem, but it's it seemed like the same kind of, you know, cohesive, like we're all here together. Let's, let's get through this kind of vibe. And the fact that since uh, since show one of this leg, since Hershey Park, since I was the, the one that I went to when he was having here, you know, sound issues there, too. And they're cutting off the sound. Axel's not running off stage. He's not canceling shows. I mean, it's. All right, on to the next one, right? I mean, and, and that was it. And once the show was, the sound went off, did they come out and do their bows? How did, they, how did the event end that night? They did not come out and do their bows. We waited for it, but yeah, they didn't yeah. come back. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, maybe they were pissed. Yeah, who No, if they were, though, you couldn't tell on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. And it was really cool, us being so close to them. We could still slightly hear Axel singing, and you could still hear like the strum of the guitar. Stage volume, and yeah. That that was cool to hear. That's that is very cool. All right, so then, uh, where would this show rank for each one of you? As we discussed, your, the amount of GNR shows that you've been to before, you know, where does it uh, kind of fall? You know, as as far as your favorites go, or middle of the pack. I mean, it seems like you all enjoyed yourself. So even if it was at the bottom of the pack that's fine but just uh, your own personal you know barometer of uh the guns of roses show top top of the list for me i mean just the whole bottle rock experience and thanks to nils for the whole vip experience i've i've never been to anything like that it was one of the best days of my life oh wow that, that makes me happy to hear that awesome all right, uh, Niels, what about you? You're, you're the- yeah, for me, I think it's my second favorite. I'm going to go with uh, Vegas opening night 2016 because it was so meaningful. Their first show, reunion after playing the Troubadour, I was there. But uh, this one was such a different experience being up front that it like barely second place, maybe even first, but right up there. That, that's very cool, man. And the Vegas show, yeah, that it was a meaningful one. So that would be number one if it were for me. And this goes now, it goes back to Lohan before. Can this show even, you were close, but does it compare to, uh, you know, a, a crowd that you've been in? So where does this uh, rank to you? Yeah. So um, about this, I I still prefer the, 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 the first show in Brazil because of the set list. But I don't know, was more emotional for me the last one because it was five feet away. So, hmm. so I'm kind of, I don't know, I cannot pick, dude. It's hard for me. I love my first, my first experience and the last one was perfect. Was perfect. You don't have to pick. I always do those yeah. silly comparisons on social media, yeah. this or that. I mean, it's not that serious. It's not Sophie's choice. It's not getting a vaccine or not sorry no it's uh, so yeah uh, i accept you can say both they, they both mean a lot to you. that works for me all right uh what about you mr uh, lead singer complex what do we got so the first show i saw was full of edibles so that was pretty trippy <laughs> okay, um, okay 
And then the last one recently, I said we had Sebastian Bach behind. Um, but to be five feet away from the band, they're basically they're just a rock band. So you're getting to see a rock band move around and interact um, instead of seeing them on the screen. Uh, so the last one was is hands down the best ever. And if you could ever get that close to seeing them, then you should. I agree with that. The closest I've been to it is still not a Guns N' Roses show. Like I, I, I mentioned earlier when I saw them at MSG with Pink, you know, my pictures look like a little pink ant. No, that's why I said that earlier. Yeah, but the closest I've been, and it was just through a radio connection, which, believe it or not, does not happen uh, all that often, despite my profession. But was like being six feet away at Axel DC at MSG. I mean, that was insane. Insane. And also being out Velvet Revolver in New Jersey, uh, I was up against the stage. I mean, those, I, I those will always be my top two, and and maybe I could. It's hard. I'll, I'll be, I'll be like you, uh, Lohan. Like there are other ones that are the same. You know, I still have because the meaningfulness uh, of O2 MSG Axel with Buckethead, and then the reunion when I got to see Axel and Slash on stage together. Uh, I never thought I would see that. So, it's yeah. I, I right on. All right. So let's learn more about Velvet Chains, the band that goes to concerts together. No. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so you all are. We, we learned that we're you're all from different areas, but you all are from Vegas now, or from around Vegas. Yeah, we're all based in Las Vegas. We all live pretty close to each other, so yeah, Vegas is home. What's What's the Vegas? I I, I haven't been. I still have yet to go to Vegas. You know, I'm not a gambling man. If I go, it, it would be to see Velvet Chains. It would go to be. It would go to see uh, a Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know, hockey game. What's the Vegas rock scene like? Uh, it's, it's actually a very kind of tight-knit group of people once you get into the scene. Um, you know, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> That's why when the show ended at, at 10 p.m., we were like, wait, what's going on? It's way too early for a show to be ending right now. Normally, we're just starting a show at 10 p.m. Yeah, that, that, would, uh, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, especially in Vegas. I mean, what would you be playing? Like the afternoon show with Wayne Newton? No, you got to be playing the late <laughs> rock nights. So how long have you guys been a band? Cause it seems like you've accomplished a lot with a lot of cool people. Um, shoot. I think it was the end of 2018. We got together so you can do the math, but, uh, nah, that's okay. We, we, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I will make you do math on your birthday. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're the hardest working band out here right now. Um, even during the pandemic, uh, we saw bands fall apart. So and some bands are still scrambling to be put back together, but we went right to work. We're not wasting time here, you know? Well, a lot of people learned about themselves, about relationships, about all of that through the pandemic. So that's very cool that you're, you're pers- uh, persevering. So that you, now I'm going back to, to Neil's. Again, I, I love the fact that we've kept in contact for all these months. I'm going back into our, uh, oh, we did Appetite for Discovery. You know, do I have that soundbite up here? Uh, no, I don't. Not yet. I, I have uh, I have this one, though. <laughs> Axel is cool. Did you, did, did make, <laughs> Axel, sorry, the Beavis and Bud had it ready to go. So Appetite for Discovery, as we learn more about our, our band. Sorry. Uh, I get my Tourette's every, every now and then. So I want to learn, how did we, how did you guys connect with Squires and Richard Fortas and I want to know more about 
the band and in your six degrees of, of GNR because you have a, a lot of connections. It was so funny that you you wrote me Mike's uh, uh, Neil's this whole <laughs> this whole uh, like resume, you know, and I how prof- I appreciate the professionalism of it. As you can tell, I'm not I'm professional ish. But you've done a photo shoot with uh, with Cat, the same GNR photographer. So all these awesome things, you know, a director uh, who's worked with Velvet Revolver. So yeah, man, you have you have so much bacon. Go through it all. I can't keep up. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, GNR pig. That's what you got going on. <laughs> we have a real good friend out of Seattle called Laura Boos, and she's a leather worker, and she knows all these people because she does guitar straps. She does all sorts of stuff. She's also into you know the '90s grunge era and so on. So she is super good friends with Jeff Rouse, Mike Squires, Dean Carr, all these people. So again, super close friend and. Uh, reached out, told her about what we're trying to do. And she's like, Hey, let me uh, connect you with, uh, with Jeff, with Browse and I'm uh, sorry, Jeff with uh, Mike and uh, just became somewhat friendly with these guys. They're great people. Such, such, such friendly, such open hearted people. And uh, uh, after that, I, I reached out to Mike and I said, Hey man, we're looking for a collab for someone. And he gave us a list. It's like, Hey, here's some people that here's an idea of people that could work. And we saw Richard Fortis on that list. And we're like, man, it'd be an honor to work with Richard Fortis, right? We're huge fans. And uh, so he made the connection. Richard checked out our stuff. Yeah, he liked it. Tattooed is our first single. And uh, he collaborated with us, sending his lead guitar parts. And it was just mind-blowing what he what he did. And, uh, and interrupt me at any point, Matt, because there's a lot to share. But then on top of that, after, you know, becoming friendly with, with Mike and, and Jeff, we're like, hey, Mike, why don't you collab with us with Jeff also on the same song? So we have another song called Past the Disease that's in our album that's coming out September 24th. And uh, they did lead guitar and, and bass for that. And uh, so there's another connection. And then Dean Carr is a really good friend of Laura's also. And she made the intro and he checked out uh, our music and he's like, man, I dig tattooed. And he's like, what do you guys want to do with Tattooed? And the director for the music video, Dean, right? And we're like, man, Dean, you work with Marilyn Manson, Iron Maiden, Velvet Revolver, all these names. Like, we've seen your work. You come up with something, man. We'll be honored. And he's like, okay, cool. So he came up with this crazy thing that you can see on the video where Laura is actually on the video, our friend. And she uh, kidnaps Noelle and tortures her. So it's uh, not sure if you had a chance to see it, but... It's quite intense, and uh, it's straight out of the mind of uh, of Dean Carr. I keep on going, but stop me at any point. No, keep going. I, again, this is your your time <laughs> yeah. uh, to to know. I want to learn more about Velvet Chains because it's just in a short amount of time. Again, you've accomplished a lot. Worked with some really cool people. Have you gotten a chance to like what what was uh, Richard's? reaction once he heard the finish track after he yes he sent you the guitar part and he listened to it would he need to adjust anything on his part like no no and he mentioned that he said hey guys here's you know my part let me know if you have any changes as many changes that you need and we're like okay let's check it out and see what we want to do different and we we saw it and what did we think we blew the doors off (laughs) beyond amazing yeah the guy's really talented he's talented very cool very cool uh and so that's how it it works because I'm always just blown away where you can just send someone a guitar part and it just becomes like its own thing, you know? So did you even go back and listen to your song? Did it give you any ideas? Did you need to make any adjustments on your end? Like at all? Not, not just his? 
I mean, Lohan went with, uh, he played the rhythm guitar part rather than lead guitar, obviously, because Rich, uh, Richard was collaborating with us, but it seemed to uh, fit in pretty well. And the guy that mixed and mastered our music just uh, made it work fantastically. So, no, it, it definitely worked out. He knows, Richard knows what he's doing for sure. Cool. And my microphone just broke off the stand. I think. <laughs> good. My microphone is also getting old. As long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. Uh, so, what is the best place? I mean, uh, like every other band, like everyone else in this in this world, that you have uh, social media and every platform. Is there? Do you have a particular favorite one? Yeah, and, and let me just throw the other one in there just because you had mentioned it, and then I'll mention the social media stuff. But we work with Cat also, who's a tour photographer for Guns and for uh, Aerosmith yeah. too, and. Uh, a lot of these things happened also because during the pandemic, a lot of people really were not doing much. So same as Kat, we reached out and said, hey, Kat, we love your work. We'd love to do something with you. And she's like, yeah, cool. It's me. We went to L.A. and did a photo shoot. So she's she's a sweetheart. She's such a pleasure to work with. Man. She spent the whole yeah, day with us. Kat's badass. Yeah. But uh, and, and social media wise, uh, Noel, you. Yeah, better voice than I do. Oh, social media. I mean, we're all over the place. We we have Facebook, Instagram, just Velvet Chains, our new music videos on YouTube. We got two songs right now on Spotify, but whole album will be coming out September 24th. But all, all social media yeah, platforms. Yeah, find us on Instagram. It's at Velvet Chains Band. On Facebook is facebook.com slash Velvet Change. I think we got TikTok for the younger crowd somewhere in there. But uh, check out our video on YouTube or Vivo, which is tattooed uh, by Velvet Change. Uh, it'll pop up. Is Velvet Change a, a nod to anything? Or how did that name first come about? Yeah, so Nils and I first met, and uh, we were just sitting at a bar trying to figure out a band name, and my favorite band is Alice in Chains. Nils is Velvet Revolver, so Velvet Chains. There it is. There it is, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I will say it's it's in the can. It's not out yet, but my, my Jerry Cantrell interview, I mean, I can't believe yeah. it happened. It's on the way. It's coming out uh, Friday. I'm putting this episode out as we're recording it. You know, I'm putting it out September 8th. So you'll be able to hear the jury. Oh, awesome. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, very cool. yeah, I want to get these. Yeah. I mean, I am excited too. Um, you know, cause I was excited to talk to you guys, especially Neil's after all this time just to get it done. And I always did I forget about this guy. So I always appreciate you uh, following up with me. No, and, and thanks, man, because after, like, our fifth time we connected, I was like, man, this guy's going to be like, yeah, you're full of crap, man. Like, you're never going to really come on or something. And I, I appreciate, man, that you took us seriously. So that's awesome, dude. No, I guess I think also, like I said, that you, the way you wrote, it's always interesting to see the kind of messages I get. Some are very short and succinct, which is fine. And some are just like, it's like a cover letter for an application for a job. I'm like, I am, I am not that important. You know, you don't need to sell yourself. Like, as soon as you said, you know, right away, just a uh, cool ass rock band from Vegas. I'm like, sure. Oh, you've also worked with Richard Fortas. So, also you, so you kind of like kept reselling me a little bit. I'm just glad that we were uh, able to finally just make it happen and, and, and sticking with it. Uh, Velvet Chains. I mean, I, I liked it right away. Uh, very cool. And you guys came on to do a review to get a perspective of a band uh, just to, to see what that interesting night. I mean, it's very for a band that doesn't do much. There's always something that happens. There's always something that happens. I, I, you know, they're not that boring. People say like, "Oh, it's the same thing every night." Ah, no, no, no. 
they're they're playing a new song, the sound's getting cut off, they're having guest appearances. <laughs> things happen. Things things are happening. Uh, so that's the best way to find you. And I think that's awesome. Any more shows for you coming up? Uh, the CGNR, are you guys playing shows in the area? What is a um, concert? Yeah, we playing shows almost every weekend. And we have another a show coming up next weekend. We have a show coming up two weeks from that. And sometimes we're playing two or three shows a week. So, yeah, in the Vegas area, sometimes a little bit outside city outskirts and so on. But we played LA. Yeah, we got definitely got stuff coming up. So anybody coming out to Las Vegas, look us up uh, on Instagram. And that's where we put all that stuff. All right, cool. See, I'm not in Vegas. I don't know. I, I would be. I, I'm so out of the loop. I mean, I shouldn't say this. I know are both Siegfried and Roy. Do they both pass, or is it just one of them? Why, why am I bringing up this terrible thing? But that's what I think about when I. Think no, I think they're both gone. They're really? they're, they're, yeah, I think they're both passed. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, R.I.P. Siegfried. You know, I respect Siegfried and Roy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I talking about this? <laughs> more, more. The older I get. Um, become more and more like Grandpa Simpson, just uh, yeah. randomly saying things. But at least we know the constant. And that's Guns N' Roses, and that's what helps. Yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. helps everyone. That's what helps me stay grounded. So thank you all for all four of you for coming on the podcast for sharing your story of of the GNR show for talking about your band. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's going to come in the future, especially since you know your your EP your hasn't even dropped yet. So it's it's going to be really cool to see what happens. Once that happens and all the, the fanfare. So you'll have to follow up uh, with me and let me know what's, what's going on once, once it drops. That sound good? Yeah, for sure. Sounds for great. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Am I, am I boring you guys yet? I know. No, no. no. <laughs> I also wanted to add that, um, I mean, we, hell, we'd like to get Slash to play with us. We'd like to get Jerry. We're like all about the collabs. I think that's a, that's, that's a, um, a key, key part of being a musician. Um, in this world, it's just like, you know, just jump on with other people. And so tell Jerry that Jerry said, <laughs> we'd like to collaborate with him. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> hey, yeah. If Jerry won, I would be telling it to a recording because the interview is is done. But that kind of goes along the, song, the, the theme of and maybe a good way to wrap up the podcast is collaborating. You guys collaborate in your own way, you know, with different musicians. I try to collaborate now but talk about Guns N' Roses with different people. So if you want to be like Velvet Chains, whether you're a band or if you're a singular person or whatever, you want to review the show, you want to collaborate with me, you want to be a part of this show, you can be like Niels and hit me up on Facebook. You can do um, any Instagram, the gram as the kids call it, email at the AFD show at gmail.com, any of those, those ways. And also to, I don't know, maybe since you guys are friendly with Kat, because I've also offered this. If you help me land an interview, you can be my co-host as well. This was years ago. She's a very nice person. And it was just a bunch of, we thought we went back and forth, Niels. Kat and I went back and forth for a while. Wow. Oh, look, yeah. Oh, this sounds great. I, I, I like what you do. I was like, really? Like, you know who I am? And it got to a point where I would, I could, I would do it if it wasn't a GNR show, unfortunately. I can't do it. So... Uh, I get the the Bumblefoot thing where they would love to talk to me, but I guess not on appetite for distortion because for some reason this is a uh, this is scary for for some GNR peeps. I'm not I'm not sure why. So I need Velvet Chains to spread the love of appetite for distortion that 
We only did I'll shoot her an email. We let her know before Napa, and we had a moment there where she saw us, and we saw her, and there was a bunch of hey, hey. But uh, I'll definitely shoot her an email and mention that. And you're great, man. You don't have to. It's I always reiterate because it's it goes back to in my open. I think we may get the episode 300 with Jerry Cantrell, but the open invite to Fernando, the manager. And I think that's what it comes down to, that some people aren't allowed for one reason or another on the podcast thinking maybe I'm a clickbait person. I'm not. So uh, just another reminder that I think I said at the beginning of the podcast that I've had listeners, I've convinced listeners to buy tickets to shows. And also I've, I, I sold... Not on purpose. It was another listener on Twitter said they bought the Sweet Child of Mine children's book just because of me. So I, I'm making them money. Just, just a reminder to Fernando that I'm, uh, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Now, see, uh, Lohan, I'm part of Team Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> legit, That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. Now I'm just, now I'm truly being Grandpa Simpson and rambling. Uh, thank you all so much for coming on. As far as the next episode, next guest, an appetite for distortion. Because you know what? I'm distracted by this mic breaking because I feel like a, a stand-up comedian right now holding it. It's usually on a, you know, a stand. So now I'm holding up. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld. See, Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry. What's the deal? What's the deal with Guns and Roses? Brando, <laughs> <laughs> I'm peeing myself. So I'm going to go take a quick piss. It's been a pleasure, bro. Talk to you. Yeah. Right on, right on. <laughs> I've had to do the same thing uh, during uh, during uh, interviews, so no worries. So thank you, Niels. Thank you guys for coming on. And as far as, again, the next episode, who's to come? Well, we'll keep getting reviews. Indie review coming. Uh, we have Glenn Hughes coming, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. So if you want to submit questions for Glenn Hughes, uh, please do so. And also, I have yet to announce it, but uh, it's uh, pretty confirmed. Uh, Sonny from P.O.D., He's going to be on the show. And of course, that uh, Jerry Cantrell interview on the way. So, all this good stuff. Anything, anything else? When are you going to see it? Well, the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. You'll see it. I don't know as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.